Okay, everyone, welcome back to Disney Geeks of Home. I am one of your hosts, Rod, and I am here with Carolyn. And today we are finishing out the Iron Man trilogy. And I, she gave me a look. She gave me a look, and I was like, "Ah, oh, but we're finishing out the Iron Man trilogy." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "We're we're still we got a couple of more more films in Phase Two after this." Like, we, I don't know. We definitely do. No, 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 we're finishing. Yeah, we're finishing the Iron Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are talking today about Iron Man 3, which, ironically, I think it's hilarious, gets retconned in days 4. Yes, yeah, so we're retconned. We're retconned enough. I mean, I enjoyed this one. It's a Christmas movie. So... Oh, my gosh. If you guys, if you guys follow Carolyn, I thought it was hilarious that you were watching it. You said, it's Christmas in July. It stills Christmas in July. Look, okay. Like, when you're saying my criteria for Christmas movie is like incredibly silly. I'm like, it's set at Christmas time. There are Christmas trees. There are Christmas lights. There are presents. It is a Christmas movie. Oh, there's or there's ornament bombs. So that works. Yeah, there's ornament bombs. There, like, it is set in the entirety. And this stuff happens on Christmas Day. The end. It snows in Tennessee. Yep, it's a, yeah, it has all the things, it has all the things, the making is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> this is what, oh, this is when you say Die Hard is also a Christmas movie. I don't have any particular feelings about that. I've only seen it once and I don't really remember it, so. I mean, I do remember you saying that uh, Frozen 2 is a Thanksgiving movie when we discussed it, so. <laughs> so, yes, we are talking about Iron Man 3. And so I guess, Carolyn, since you probably, I mean, you enjoy this one more than I do, do you have any particular memories with this movie? I like the, because, I mean, obviously, I didn't watch a lot of them until I got to my first watching of them right before Infinity War. So my main memories of this is I, like, knew enough about, like, my dad liking comics, because we would go see a lot of them, the kind of movies, when I was in high school with him, and he'd, like, talk about how he would read XYZ ones. And so I don't know why I don't know if he ever talked about the Mandarin or something, but for some reason I like remember when I like saw the initial trailers for it. I just remember being like, "Dad, they're gonna have the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. And he was like, "Yeah," <laughs> like I don't know why that like went my brain because obviously I didn't go see it then, but I was just like, "Well, Dad, you should watch it because I remember you talking about the Mandarin at some point in our lives," and then. You know, getting back to the rewatch, uh, I think I was just most excited because obviously I hadn't watched it, hadn't watched it before, and I didn't know that it was set at Christmas time. And I just remember being excited that it was set at Christmas time, and that I had a Marvel movie that I could watch at Christmas as an excuse to watch a Marvel movie. <laughs> well, now you now you have Hawkeye. You have two. Yeah, and uh, I mean, technically, the end of Spider Man: No Way Home is set at Christmas. And Guardians Holiday Special. And Guardians Hall. I was like, how do we forget Guardians on Guardians Holiday Special? I know now I have like four things that I can watch around the holidays. And Megan really said, we're servicing Carolyn, Carolyn only. Yeah. For me, I I just remember seeing, I remember seeing in the theater. And again, I know we talked about this with the first Iron Man. Like my dad is the one that got me into the MCU. Uh, just like Star Wars, got me into all the nerdy things. And we I just remember watching it. I remember it being like okay at the time, and that's really about it. Like I don't. That's the sad part with these Marvel movies. Like Iron Man isn't my favorite, which I know everybody's favorite, but or everybody's favorite in terms of like he's the original Avenger. We like love him, but um, yeah, I'm just meh with Iron Man. So like I don't revisit this movie there. I think this is maybe like the third, maybe fourth time I've rewatched this movie. Like, oh, there's many other Marvel movies that we'll get to that I've seen many, many, many times, but this is not one of them. Yeah, it just kind of ends with in the middle. It's definitely better than the second one. For sure. That's, I agree, especially with this rewatch that we just did. I'm like, oh, this isn't as bad as I remember it being. Yeah, I think there's just parts where it's just like, oh, okay, I zone out for a minute. Oh, okay, now I'm back because I remember I like this part. Like, so, yeah. But based on your memories, Rod, how many Infinity Stones are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. How about you? I am also going to give it a 5 out of 10. All right. Are we ready to dig into this? 
Yes, let's just do it. So the film opens with a Tony Stark monologue. I don't really remember what he's saying, but basically it's like, you know, you will all gonna see all your stuff destroyed and all like the Iron Man suits are blowing up and you're kind of like, well, what's happening? And he's like, okay, hold on, hold on. We're gonna rewind this. So he kind of like narrates a lot, you know, the intro and the outro of the film. So then we flash back to New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine where Tony Stark meets Maya Hansen and she is a inventor. He calls her a botanist because she like works on a plant. But she is working on an experimental regenerant words. Oh my god. Regenerative uh treatment that allows recovery from crippling injuries. So they she so see this on this plant that she's working on because pulls the leave off and she's like don't do that the plants will get mad and i just happy in this movie makes me laugh because he's like just such like a i don't know early 90s like oh my god it's that it's the hair it's the hair for me it's the hair and he's just so overly protective of tony like at one point there's like a little explosion with the plant and he's just like like you know tackles tony he's like you're the he's like mr but yeah, so they do that. But then, uh, Osley, we're going up to Maya's room to check out her experiments, which is code word for something else. Um, a disabled scientist, Aldrich Killian, it offers them a place in his company, which is Advanced Idea Mechanics, AIM for short. Uh, but Tony ultimately rejects him in a really not nice way. He's like, hey, Go up to the roof and I'll meet you there in five minutes. And then he never shows up. I was like, classic Tony fashion. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm just going to go, you know, spend the night with this girl and then leave her in the morning. So. Yeah. The other, I, it's completely unrelated to the movie. It has no purpose. Like, it, it's not affecting the movie at all. I just, what, what parent goes, what do you want to name your child? Aldrich. That's beautiful. Let's name him Aldrich. I, I don't know. It's one of, like, I know that there's names that have faced out over time, and those are, like, one of the older names. But, I mean, real digging deep for finding some of these unique names. At least he's not, like, Sam or, like, or Dan, but still. You know, it's the meaning of the name is Old Wise Ruler. So maybe his parents were trying to, like, I don't know, make him aspirational with his name. So this is coming from the guy who's, if you translate my name from Welsh, it's King of Wheels. So, not exactly. Living it up, King of Wheels over here. Exactly. But yeah, it's, you're right, it's setting up that conflict for the rest of this movie. Yes, so then we flash forward 13 years later, sometime after everything that has happened in New York. And Tony is suffering from PTSD. And he has frequent panic attacks because of what happened to him in New York. So he has been building many, 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 many Iron Man suits uh, to help cope with his insomnia. And this is kind of creating some friction between him and Pepper because he's just like very focused on like, I need to keep everyone safe. I need to keep myself safe. I need to keep us safe. And so... She gets kind of grumpy at him, which I do kind of like this, like, opening part of the movie where he's, like, testing the Mark 42, and it's, like, everything is, like, zipping around because he's trying to, you know, have the sensors, like, have it come to him, which is a whole thing throughout the movie, um, and it does never do it right. I mean, I, obviously, we would never, ever be able to understand what that's like, and I don't even know how a therapist could actually help him through that. <laughs> be like, so you're one of the people that saved us. How do you think that makes you feel? But he doesn't even really, like, want to, like, admit that he's having PTSD. Like, in no. a lot of the interactions, it's like, you know, he will, when him and Rhodey are at this bar and the kid's like, New York, and he, like, has a panic attack and Jarvis is like, I think you're having a panic attack, sir. And then, uh, you know, when Pepper is like, why do you keep doing this? Why can't you sleep? And then he has, like, a scary dream and someone's an Iron Man suit. Walls. It, it reminded me of, like, when... When they talk about like soldiers, when they have their PTSD, they accidentally strangle the person in the night. It's like that. So, like, I definitely got that parallel in that situation, which I get. 
I mean, obviously, I would understand why Pepper is like freaked out and angry, but at the same time, also like you didn't go through what he went through. Like that's also kind of like I get that's a really hard like thing to understand. Like especially even like if you just I don't say dumb it down, but if you like make it to our real life situations, like no one can really understand what a military person goes through unless you were there as well. Yeah, there's a lot of like things with that. Like he like I mean when you think about what Tony did it's you know going back to the avengers and cat being like you're not the man to like lay down your life basically and when he went up you know to bomb up that's basically what he was doing so he wasn't he didn't do it being like i'm going to come back to earth and be saved after this and have to live my life so i think that's one of the things that i really like about this movie is they you know they could have just had tony be like his regular which he is his tony self i'm like but you really see him deal with you know these this like trigger and this PTSD and how how do you do that when you thought you were going to save the world and then not come back and have shawarma you know it's not the shawarma not the shawarma I mean glad he's able, was able to experience shawarma but you know, it's a very big thing and you know he's a very I think that's one of the things you realize about Tony is he doesn't like to ask for help so he's not going to go to Pepper and be like I'm experiencing these things like. He's just going to be like, I'm going to protect us. And this is the only way I know how to do this. He makes things and tinkers with things. And I think even Pepper says at one point, she's like, you can't untinker your way out of this. And yeah. like, you can, his tinkering is his way of not dealing with it. And then it manifests in other ways. I, I'm not going to lie. Every time I like, I know what the, what tinkering and all that means. But every time I hear it, I just think about Tinkerbell in her movie where she's like, I'm a Tinker Fairy, and all she does is make things. So now that's, I just, every time he kept saying Tinker, I'm like, he's a Tinker Fairy. He's friends with Tinkerbell. <laughs> he and Tinker, in some multiverse, he and Tinkerbell Tinker. There you go. Sounds great. But while this is happening, so we learn that Happy has been uh, promoted to head of security at Stark Industries, which is, <laughs> do your badge. Do your badge. She's like, Happy, we've had a well, rise and complaints by like 300%. He's like, good. I thought that was hilarious. She's like, by 300%. I was like, dang, Happy, what are you doing? Right? He's just like, he just takes his role of security to a whole new level. But we find out that there have been a string of bombings um, that are associated with a terrorist known as the Mandarin. So uh, one day, Aldrich, Killian, shows up at Stark Industries uh, to meet with Pepper to talk about this new technology that he has. And Pepper knows him, I think, from, like, school. She, like, knows him, so she knows that he, like, was disabled and he's not disabled now. He's, like, you know, suave and, you know, healed. He's good-looking and healed, and he's like, ooh, I've got charisma. Yeah, he's like, ooh. And so she's like, okay. And uh, while they're talking about this like project that he wants her to invest in with Stark Technologies and be part of, Happy is kind of doing his like security thing in the lobby and sees, um, I'm going to call it a henchman, but he is a henchman to one of Killian's like workers. And he's like, you're kind of shady. So he just decides to follow him. And so they end up. The Chinese theater and the, the henchman, which I don't know if we ever get a name for the henchman. See, oh my god, he said it as like Samith or something like that. Yeah, I think we do. I think, but I just don't remember it. Let me see if it's, uh, oh, it's with the Eric Sabin. Yeah, Sab, Sab, Sabin? Sabin. Okay. So like, I remember, I remember being talked about. Yeah. So he brings this package to this guy and he's like, can you handle it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And so Happy tries to be all stealth. He does actually like get one of the little like pieces, um, but not before the uh, Savin recognizes him and is like, what are you doing here? So like they have a fight. And this is where you see that he's kind of not all that he's like cracked up to be. He like heals really quickly. He kind of like glows, looks like embers inside of him. And Happy is like, what the? And then the other guy basically 
I kind of like it's the idea of I think it's like an, an addict or an addiction, like they're like addicted to this stuff. But then I think he takes too much and then it he blows up and blows up the Chinese theater. Not like fully, but basically another bomb bombing quotation marks. And so this puts Happy in the hospital. And of course, Tony has to go and see him and then. Uh, as he is leaving the hospital because there's like been the Mandarin and I can't remember. I'm like, has he like talked about Tony before? I remember. I don't know. But basically they're like, Tony, what are you going to do? It's probably just because he's Iron Man because everyone knows he's Iron Man. Like, what are you going to yeah. do about the Mandarin? And he's like, you know, you can give him my home address. Here it is. Yeah, Charles and Scott, he's just bill me. Yeah. And like, Tony, why are you such an idiot sometimes? Well, Okay. So, a few things. One, I thought it was hilarious that Happy called Tony while she was in that meeting with Aldrich. It was like, he's, she's looking at his brain. And she's like, okay. Like, okay. <laughs> he said he's just flip the screen. I don't know how to flip the screen. I'm not tech savvy like you are. But when you talked about the, like, the drug addict thing, I mean, we find out later that that really isn't the case, that they don't take really multiple doses. So, I'm like, I'm confused how that whole situation happened. Yeah, it really, that's why it was like, because that's kind of like how it, like when they did this first scene, like that's really how it like felt like this guy was like there kind of like shaking and like, you know, like he like wanted another dose, but that's not really what it is. But I know also, yeah. kind of find out later, like if Extremis kind of like rejects the body, then that's when it explodes. So I don't know if it's just like they gave him like in those whatever little like inhaler pack things i don't know if they just gave him a dose high enough that he would like or he looked new and that's why he was nervous i feel like that part never really got like fully like cleared out but it's like i i don't know if it's like the acting direction for that actor or if it was just maybe the girl's accent a little bit so maybe it was what you were saying like it's they took it and they knew that they were going to go kaboom because they i know they were i they talked about it later that they were planning these like attacks to make it look a certain way so perhaps that's what that was for and he was just nervous to take it because he was gonna die yeah it's it's never really fully explained but it can it go either way but it's just the way the actor was acting in that scene it felt very much like i need another hit of something yeah for sure and but yes tony also very stupid gives a whole address which okay then I get the whole, like, the bombing situation and all that, but they're like, Tony, why did you give, like, your address now? The press is all here. I'm like, would it? We're in the age, like, especially even when this movie was made, social media and, like, the access to the internet, very accessible. Wouldn't you have been able to figure out where Tony lived? Especially if you're the press. Like, it's not like, a, oh my gosh, everybody's here at my house. You have the biggest house in Malibu, and you've thrown enough parties that I'm pretty sure journalists know where you live. Oh, definitely. I mean, we saw the journalist from Iron Man 1 and 2 show up at his house in Iron Man. So, yeah, no. People know, I don't know, it was probably just to be, like, create tension, but it's fine. So, Tony goes back to his house, and he has Jarvis kind of map out the explosion scene from the Chinese theater, and so he's, like, looking at it, and this is where he's like, okay, like, you know, we don't see any, like, bomb residue, and he like makes the connection between you know, this bombing site and another bombing site in Tennessee. And so he's like, Kay Jarvis, carbon flight plant in Tennessee. And this is when uh, Maya shows up at the house and is like, she doesn't honestly really say why she's there. She's kind of like in hinting at she wants him to help her with a project. And then Pepper is like, we got to go. We got to get out of here. And it's, it's like kind of weird and awkward. But then, you know, Tony and Pepper are like arguing as they always do. And Maya is like, hey, guys, are those bombs coming to your house? And so the Mandarin has sent ships to destroy Tony Stark's house. And so that all happens. Uh, I do like in the scene where he like, throws the suit onto Pepper to, like, protect it's her. I, I totally forgot. This is also going a little bit back. Um, The f- huge freaking teddy bear. Hilarious. The bunny rabbit, actually. Because we forgot the bunny rabbit, yes, because he does 
he does say that in that little I totally forgot his bio games. Is that a changer? He's a rabbit, actually. Yeah. It's a, it's a rabbit, actually. I know because he's like trying to make it up to Pepper because he's just been all distracted. Well, I mean, that was the scene where he's like, ooh, and she's like, ooh, like, at least it's under the mask. And he's like, no, actually, let's like keep the mask on. And then yeah. he's just not in the scene. Yeah. He, he, he already ate dinner on their dinner night. He is just winning all around. Um, but I so when Maya shows up and he goes like I do appreciate the comedy in this one because again it felt a little weird in the second one at least to me it felt like weird comedy in the second one but at yeah. least this one the comedy works a lot better because she's like what is she saying oh he's like you're not here to tell me that there's my 12 year old son in the car she's like it's actually 13 but there's the um there's only a couple of moments in this movie, and ironically, it's only with Killian that the comedy seems off. Yes. Everybody else, perfect. All the other things, great timing, love the sarcasm, even with the kid, great. But with Killian, I'm like, why are you doing the whole awkward giving the look because you know he's trying to be funny? Like, you're trying to be, I don't know, the way that they made him be comedic is weird. Yeah, I agree. Most of the comedy hits really well in this movie, which I think is why I like it a lot. Yes. But I remember the bombing was the big thing that they, like, was the trailer in for this movie. was like, that's the, this was the big selling point. was like, Tony's house is blown up. Yeah. Well, I think it's so interesting because, you know, obviously they don't want to, like, spoil things. But typically something like that you would think would be at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's maybe not fully quite halfway but you know we're maybe about like two-thirds into the movie when that happens and you know i like in this part because the mark ii is still not like fully operational and that's just like the suit that he has for like most of this movie which is hilarious so it like doesn't like do the things that he wants it to do even in this fight so i love seeing him like improvise a lot of that stuff because so he basically gets pepper and, and maya out of the house and they go off uh not yet but uh you know, that he's, like, trying to bring down the gunships, uh, but he only succeeds in bringing some of them down, and then he ends up at the bottom of the ocean. He passes out, and Jarvis, because uh, he told him to plant a flight path to Tennessee, he ends up in, like, rural Tennessee, and it's, like, cold, and it's snowing, and uh, the suit is at, like, low to no power, so I this part where he, like, Jarvis is like, I'm gonna go to sleep now. <laughs> and it's then great. he has to drag the the suit to a house where he finds uh, a barn, and this is where he meets. Uh, well, first he gets he ends up at like a gas station, so he gets sales or wooden Indians poncho, so he doesn't freeze to death. Um, then he's able to get a quick message to Pepper via you know one of the Iron Man suit heads, because everyone assumes that. He has died um, in the attack on his home, but he ends up in Harley Keener's like barn, which I just part these part. This part of the movie is just so good with him and Harvey and just their like banter, and I love it. So good, especially as we go further on into that. Just I need I need this this and a tuna sandwich. What do I get out of it? Yeah. And that's when he's like, you know, he's like, who's the bullied? He's like, how'd you know? And so he pulls like a little like flash thing out of the, the Iron Man suit. So they are kind of working together. The town where the other one of the other bombings happened. So Tony and Harvey go in to town to kind of investigate that. So uh, Harvey kind of talks about it a little bit. And then I do like this part just like comedically where he like, he like knows he's not supposed to talk about New York, but then he just keeps talking about New York and Tony like has like a panic attack and the kid's like, what? Are you okay? Yeah, it's, I mean, I do really appreciate this part because you do get the root of everything about like where the PTSD is coming from and why he's feeling the way that he's feeling. Yeah, and it's just, I find it really, not ironic, but just, I mean, as you said, it's probably because he sees so much of himself in this kid. But, like, this, like, 40-year-old man is unleashing all of his trauma on this, like, 12-year-old or 10-year-old or whatever. Like, that poor that poor kid. He's like, I met Tony Stark once. He told me his trauma. Right. That's his therapy session. 
But basically, he finds out by being in this town. So he goes to find the soldier's mother who lives there still. And she was contacted by someone who wanted a file on her son. And they very quickly realized that was not Tony. And so then you have, you know, two people who have, we learn that it is extremists at this point. They've used that term floating around. Um, who have extremists in them. So it's Savin and um, another gal. And so they have a chase fight scene through the city. And at the end of this, this is where Tony is able to kind of get the file again. And he discovers that the quote-unquote bombings were triggered by soldiers who were subjected to extremists whose bodies reacted explosively to achieve it. So basically rejecting it. And so to kind of cover up these laws in extremis the terrorist plot was used to that so basically you know they are blading the mandarin for accidentally blowing people up um my favorite thing in this is when he contacts Brody to get that information and he's like what i need your username with your password i can't keep changing my password every time that you go in i have to change it every time yes He's like War Machine Rocks. He's like such a better name because yeah, Rhodey's the Iron Patriot now. Yes, which I remember that was an oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Just unlocked a memory. I remember this was the beginning of when people were like, we leaked a photo from the set on the internet, wow. and so this was like the beginning of like this is what's you know we saw this on set situation, and I remember they had the Iron Patriot, and that was like the huge thing. They're like. Ha, Iron Patriot's here. We don't know how it's gonna be used, but it's in gonna be in the movie. And what was the oh my god, was that show that Joan Rivers was on where they did the fashions? Oh, it's Fashion Fleet. Where she's just like, oh, it's just the Iron Man thing, but they just gave it a paint over. You know, it's red, white, and blue. If you didn't get that it was Patriot, if the name wasn't enough. Oh gosh, all the old references. But at this point, uh, because Tony was able to get the keys to Saturn's car when they were fighting. He is now back on his way to, uh, he realizes that uh, the Mandarin location is in Miami, so he's going to go to Miami. So he has Harvey, Harvey, Harley, Harley, sorry, Harley, Harley. Okay, we never see him again until Endgame, so it's fine. He's been still in the movie still. Uh, so he has Harley kind of working on the suit to get it back up and running and, you know, working with Jarvis. So he's like, you do this, I'll do this. And, uh, while all of this is happening, um, Maya and... I was going to say, you missed the part where he just goes, so you're going to leave me again like your dad? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. And then he says, are you trying to guilt me? I'm cold. You know what? I can tell because we're connected. (laughs) oh it's just like it's just so good i just just love and then harley's just like well i tried like well okay i guess i'm gonna go work on the suit now but at this point while kind of all of this is happening uh maya and pepper have are in like a safe location which you realize is not very safe because killian shows up and then we find out that Maya and Killian have been working together for years, basically after Tony left both of them in Switzerland. She became a part of his think tank and he was just like, I, you know, I'm going to do something with my life. Um, and so they have been working together and you're like, ooh, okay. Then you kind of realize that uh, they're working with the Mandarin on his, like, obviously plot because cover up and so they uh are kind of creating a trap to lure Rhodey to them as well but this is where Tony has traced the Mandarin to Miami and on his way there he calls Harley and is like hey how's the suit coming and he's like it's like not charging and then Tony has another panic attack and is like I don't know what I'm gonna do yada 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 and you know Harley's like you know what you're a mechanic fix things and while i realized they had to speed the plot along to have tony not have ptsd i was like that was that was a real quick change there tony and it was it's not even just like a subtle like whatever like <laughs> robert Downey jr literally went huh, 
you're right. And it just goes. I'm like, wait. It was a very much like a flip switch. She's like, I I am a mechanic. I can do this. I can fix things. But I do really love this part where he goes to, I'm, I'm assuming it's like a Lowe's or Home Depot, basically a hardware store. And he buys a bunch of stuff and he's incognito and you see him like building and like putting all the things together. And then he goes to the headquarters and infiltrates it and i just i really love this part because it's like tony being tony because he, he doesn't have his suit he doesn't have his stuff but he's still made all of this stuff that does things that the iron man suit does and he's just like just like walking through like boom 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 no very iron man one yes very iron man one energy so he gets into the house and he discovers that the Mandarin that we thought is the Mandarin all along is not actually the Mandarin. I'm just an actor. I'm just an actor like Trevor. Travis Lottery, who is just completely oblivious. He's like, just, he's like, I was in, he's I was drugged in up. And yeah, no, he, he, he's like, yeah, I was in a rough spot. And he's like, and they, he's like, they offered to get you clean. He's like, no, they offered me more drugs. And he's just so oblivious. He's like, I got a boat, I got plastic surgery. And he's like, and I just get to play pretend. And Tony's like, oh my gosh. He's like, you're not playing pretend. You're playing a terrorist. And he's like, well, no one actually died. And Tony's just like, I I can't. So this is where we realize that Killian is actually the true villain behind all of this. He has hired Trevor to pretend to be the, you know, the terrorist, the Mandarin, which they will revisit in phase four beautifully and so he reveals to tony that uh he has pepper and he's experimenting on her with extremis and he hopes that tony will work with them to fix the flaws which is which are causing people to explode well that was the other thing too that he was the one that developed the mathematical formula for them to even start it and then she's like just fix it he's like did i do that she's like yes yeah, because he wrote it on the back of the name tag. And she's like, you did this when you were like drunk in a hotel 13 years ago. Surely you can fix it now. Um, and he's like, well, I don't know if I want to, basically. And so then Maya has like a change of heart. And she's like, no, I'm going to basically use extremis on myself if you don't let them go. And Killian's just like whatever and shoots her and kills her, which is kind of it's like Yeah, super anti-climactic. But I did read that originally she was supposed to be when they were originally working on the movie, it was supposed to be her all along. But I think they were like, uh, I don't know if we can sell. I think it had to do with like poison or something. And they're like, we need a male villain. And I'm like, but it would have been really cool if she was the villain. Like, I think I might have like liked that more. Yeah, because Aldrich is just like I think it would have been really weedy sounds like it would have been cool to be like he's the one that you think has been doing all this and then even like it could have been like a double twist yeah like she's been manipulating him the whole time because he is like in love with her or something and it's just so the weird that he like he's still like in love with pepper yeah well the the other weird thing about it too is just like it's he i don't know it just seems so weenie status like a bunch of them are just so weenie. like there we've had all these like grand villains like I like, because if you look back, like, the first one is just, like, okay, it's, like, his partner that he's had forever. Crazy backstab. The other one, while he, the Russian dude, was weird and whatever, at least it was, like, a level up. And then this one is just, like, which happens so much in Phase 4. It just seems like we're just going to alter our bodies to be more powerful. And that just, like, I'm going to give such a cop. I don't know. It just feels like a cop out. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, yeah, it, I don't know. It would just would have been more interesting had they had because it was all corrupted to Maya, and like you know, I get that he was like Aldrich was like spurned by Tony as well, but I was thinking it would have been way more interesting to go that route. But at this point, Killian has stolen Rhodey's Patriot suit and. Uh, Tony and Rhodey escape and meet up, which in this part, I do love it because he's trying to get the suit to come to him. But it just takes forever. It's like Thor and his hammer. I'm going to spare you. Let me go and I'll spare you. Yeah. You are going to be dead in five, four. You know what? We're going to try this again. 
fine. <laughs> what are they doing? And then just like one piece, and then he's like, woohoo. And then another, and then he's like, one piece is the rest of it. Yeah, and Harley has to open the like barn doors. It's really funny. But this is where they find out that Killian intends to uh, attack the president on Air Force One using the Iron Patriot. So Savin goes to do that. They kidnap the the Iron. Oh my gosh, they kidnap the president. Um, And so then Tony goes up and kills Savin and ends up saving the passengers and the crew, which this part I do think is great. It's like the barrel of monkeys where they all like together. And it's so, and it's just so good. I do love that about this movie. It's so good. So, I mean, I, yes, that scene is, I, I, every time I watch it, I'm like, this is like cool. Although I also like, they're falling to their deaths. I don't know if I would have been like, ah, oh, we need to help other people. While I'm also like, I'm gonna die. But the thing that I'm trying to like, it's such a like weird detail. And I, I think it's only because I just finished watching Secret Invasion. Spoiler alert for anyone who has watched it. Yeah, I'm not trying. It's not a spoiler thing. We know that there's a president in Secret Invasion. It made me start to think, have we ever figured out that? Because I feel like there's always a new president in all these different movies. So, like, timeline-wise, I don't know. It's Again, it's such a minute detail, but the civics person in me is like, who was president during all these different time periods? Because it seems like there's a different president constant. Because, like, this one makes sense because it's in 20, or it's supposed to be in 2013. And then Secret Invasion is, like, what, 2026, 2027? Yeah, it's always, so, I mean, it makes sense for those to be two different presidents. But I don't think you see the president, like, enough to have it be a thing. We Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's in my head. I know, obviously, those these two particular presidents I'm mentioning vary. Like, they're almost, a, they're more than a decade apart. But, like, it's more of, like, we always talk about the president and I feel like we've seen the president multiple times in the MCU. So it's more of me thinking about like, what has the U S government been like with all of this? Cause I'm pretty sure. Wasn't there a president in Falcon and winter soldier too? Maybe. I don't think so though. But that's what, I, again, it's such a, it's a, a detail that no one probably really cares about. It's just more of my, I teach the subject. So my brain is thinking about it. Yes. I will Google it for you. If words are not part of your MCU timeline book. <laughs> no, that's not, I don't, it hasn't come yet. It's not out. Oh, my bad. Spoiler alert. There's a book coming out, guys. <laughs> As we've talked about it before, so it's not really a spoiler. But basically, this is where we get to our climax at a damaged oil tanker. So this is where Killian intends to kill the president on live television. Again, blaming the Mandarin. Um, and we also learn that the vice president, um, because his daughter is disabled, um, is kind of going along with this so that you know, his daughter. But Tony and Rhodey show up. They attack the platform and are aided by all of Tony's Iron Man suits that he has made. So all like, I don't know, 40 something of them. And they save the president. They go to save Pepper um which like you know in the process we realize that she has survived the extremist procedures um but there is a moment where tony tries to like save her from the collapsing rig and she falls to her death so then tony is like and goes to fight killian and i do love in this scene just all the different iron man suits i also think it's hilarious where like tony's like jarvis give me a suit and rody's like give me one and he's like sorry they're only curved to me (laughs) Tony, you're such a jerk. Well, was the it was the part after that that what is one of the suits? They're like, come with me, Rhodey, or come with me, like whatever. And he's like, don't patronize me. Yeah, like he's like, oh, we're gonna fly you up to go save the president. And then Tony does eventually get his, uh, not Tony, but Rhodey eventually gets his suit box. But basically, Tony and Killian are fighting and you know you think at one point tony is gonna win because he like sends the the mark 42 to blow up killian but it doesn't blow him up but just burns him a lot yeah i'm so confused like this part his death confuses me like i i'm all proud of what happens right after this 
like because she's awesome but it's just i don't understand what he did and what she did how are they not the same thing yeah i don't not 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 explained but yeah this whole part because then he like he you know he gets all like burndy and then he like still pops up in tony is suitless and killian is like now we can see each other as we truly are and he's like i'm the mandarin and then pepper because she didn't actually die guys she survived because of extremist is he fake death yeah fake death again so she just like unloads on killian between her extremist powers and then using some of the suits and tony's just like like which i do love that she like comes to save the day and well i don't understand there's one part that i just don't understand i'm like i just want to let pepper just have that moment and be like i am woman but then she like blinks and she's like, oh my God, was that me? Did I do that? Oh no. And I'm like, no, Pepper, just oh that you were bad. And you're like, I'm going to get back at him. Yeah. Just just own it, girl. She that was so violent. Yeah. I was just like, I can't believe I like did that. And then she's like, I'm gonna burn you. And he's like, no, no, I'll fix you. It's fine. He's like, I almost figured it out, you know, when I was drunk one night in Sweden. Like I I can do it sober, trust me. So basically, that is how Tony gets saved from the Mandarin. And then uh, as a Christmas gift to Pepper, he blows up all of the other Iron Man suits and has a whole revelation um, about himself. And we find out the vice president and Trevor Slattery are all arrested. Happy wakes up from his coma. Him, what was it? Is it Bridgerton that he's watching? No, it's not Bridgerton. It wouldn't have been out yet. Oh my god, why am I thinking Bridgerton? Oh, uh, Downton Abbey. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, I was saying, yeah, some BBC like, show oh with, his, with his nurse. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, where's the story of Happy and the nurse, like, just having a nice life together? Like, oh, that's the story I want. He, no, he gets scorned by Aunt May. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I always forget about that. Uh, but basically, because of everything Tony has gone through, he promises Pepper he's going to scale back his life as Iron Man. He g- undergoes surgery to remove the shrapnel from his uh, chest and so that he no longer needs the arc reactor there. Um, so the movie ends with him throwing it into the sea and drives off with his OG technology and he's like and because I'm always tired. It's so good. I like I will say and this is something that like this one did such a good job of being like even though we see him obviously many many times after this I don't know I feel like that was such a good way to round out like even if we never saw Iron Man again, that was such a good way to round it out. Yeah, no, I I agree. And like even when you like see him in you know subsequent films, which we'll we'll talk about when we get there, it's like it still does kind of play into you know the arc and Tony's struggle is always one. It was being sacrificial, which kind of goes into this like you know I feel like it's his eternal struggle of I am Iron Man, but I also want this, but I'm also selfish, but I also don't want to be selfish. And I think, yeah, his arc between these three movies and then just as a whole within, you know, the Infinity Saga, I think is really, really well done. Like when you look at it, I think they did that, that really well. But also we got to talk about the most credit scene because it just, I love how it plays into this movie because, you know, we have him voicing the end of the beginning and then you find out it's him talking to uh, Bruce Banner because Bruce is a doctor. He's like, oh, but I'm not that kind of doctor, Tony. Like, It's great. I also, I'm glad that they go back to the fact that they're, they're friends and that's like been their thing, which I wish they played on that because they don't do it as much after the second Avengers movie that you don't see them be like, we're, we're buddy, buddy, which I feel like Bruce needs that buddy, buddy. You forget how the second Avengers ends with Hulk. Well, you, I know, but still, like, I don't know. I know all that. It's just, I just wish that we had done a little bit more of that because poor Tony ends up having to do everything alone. Yes, I, I, I agree. Because, like, in Civil War, would have probably gone very differently if, like, Bruce was there. And I, I'm trying to think why I'm blanking the other one. And I, I don't know. But other conflicts might have gone a little bit better because I can't say Infinity War because he shows up, but that's the whole beginning of Infinity War. 
But I don't know. Maybe Civil War would have gone differently if Hulk was there. Or and and Thor. I'm like, because I feel like Hulk would have been on Team Iron Man, and I and Thor would have been on Team Cap. Yeah, it would have. I don't know. It would have been really interesting. But I mean, you also they're one of the couple of the strongest Avengers. So like, not going to Tony Stark, but they are some of the strongest Avengers. Strongest Avenger. Point break. I'm just skipping around movies here. But no, yeah, I would have loved to see more of like the science bros because yeah, we do get that. We'll get to talk about that in three movies when we get to see them at Age of Ultron. But well, now that we have wrapped that up, what 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 are things that you like about this movie? Well you saw that I kind of I really like how it wraps it kind of just wraps everything up really nicely with the Iron Man trilogy. Um, I really enjoy I do. I, I this is the movie. While I don't revisit it very often, I do find this one to be the most. Like I enjoy seeing all the different suits and how much he's like invested time and energy into this. Like I, it just reminds me of when we would go to Disneyland and they had like the. It wasn't you meeting Iron Man, but like it was just hey, here's all the Iron Man suits and they're really cool to look at. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's not my favorite, but it's also probably my favorite. Of three if i was to pick an iron man movie that i had to watch it'd probably be the one that i would watch out of all of them who about you yeah i i think i agree i just like i like a lot of like the comedic stuff i like like how you said how it really rounds out kind of the three iron man movies and you can really see how much he's grown since iron man one and yeah like there's some like really funny great moments i also like how they you know, while it was very much like flip a switch and the PTSD is gone, I really like how they went there with that because it could have been just very easy to have Tony just continue to be Tony. And while he still was Tony while he was dealing with all of that, I like and that's the thing that I like about Marvel is, you know, you see these characters dealing with real things that we all experience, you know, I can't say I or you have personally experienced PTSD. I like, but for people who have I, I like that Marvel doesn't kind of move away from some of those things. Yeah, they just they just deal with that in a very superhero-y way. Like, situations we would never encounter, but we still deal with those things. Yeah, and I agree. I think out of, like, four, three Iron Man movies, this is probably my favorite one to watch. And it's going away from Iron Man just a little bit. Because, obviously, Thor is the one that has broken the mold of, like, there were three movies, and then they made another one. I'm just curious to see how they round out everybody else because like civil war when that happened with captain america didn't really round out captain america like it was like it rounded it out when you got to endgame like i feel like this is the only one out of all of them that really was like we've wrapped up this entire arc of this character in the three that we have the other ones i don't feel like we ever got that completion like the ragnarok maybe was like probably the second closest but even that it wasn't like you know, this puts a nice bow on the end. Like, you know, if yeah. you're just going to sit down and watch the three, like, ones within the trilogy, yeah, when you think about it, it's like Iron Man wraps it up really nicely with a bow. And you can either continue watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe or you cannot. Whereas, like, you're right, Captain America ends with Civil War. And you're like, yes, it's wrapped up, but it's not wrapped up because there's so many other things and characters. And I feel like it's the same thing with Ragnarok. And even in like I like Love and Thunder, I guess you could say kind of like wraps it up, but it that leads you right into Infinity War with Ragnarok. So it, it just doesn't. There's not this like nice bow of the the story is complete, the character has like finished. Like yes, you kind of know what he's gonna do probably moving forward. I'm like, but you could very easily be like, I'm just gonna watch Reiron movies and be done. Yeah, which I think is. Which is great because, um, you know, because Iron Man started everything out. So, like, they could have done that arc. But I don't know. I think that's the one thing that I'm nervous about with the MCU moving forward and what it's done since Iron Man 3 is, like, I don't know if we're ever going to really get a, hey, we've rounded up these characters without a giant, like, Avengers movie to round them all out. So, I don't know. But with that, Carolyn... If you were to give it Infinity Stones after this rewatch, how many would you give it? 
I'd probably give it a seven. Okay. Gonna go up a little bit. It's enjoyable to watch. It's fun. Like, there's moments where you zone out, but then you come back and you still have a great time. <laughs> what about you? Um, I think this is going to be the first time that you and I agreed on both the pre and the post. I'm going to go with the seven <laughs> as well. Nice. Yeah, I say, because I've been tracking, like, how I've been rating them. And this is out of the three Iron Man. This is the one that is the top. Nice. Well, with that... We will. I, I, I cannot remember what movie are we discussing next, Carolyn? We're going to go back and we're going to watch Top America and Winter Soldier. And I'm excited. I love that one. She's going to go see her. Uh, she's going to see her husband, <laughs> Captain America. Again. Yep. Like I say we're finally back in, in some, some cat territory. It's so good. I say, I know. I say, I feel like you don't like the cat movies, but like this one, uh, this is such a good one. I will give it a chance because it's, but I, it's also, I know I have to sit and really pay attention because what are Captain America movies are not ones that you can just like have on in the background. You have to pay attention. Oh yeah. No, it's not. This is not a, you put it on in the background, but like, I mean, we'll talk about it in depth when you get there. I'm like, but like the action in this movie is just so good. Well, before we get there, you guys can follow us on Instagram. If, Carolyn, how can people find you? You can find me at Coffee and Chaos Magic. And uh, Rod, you had a change to your Instagram recently. I did. So we are going with, oh, I don't even know how I'm going to explain this one now. It's Rod Salvato. You're just going to have to look at our Instagram page to, <laughs> to spell it. So, um, but to do that, to go on our Instagram page, you're going to go to Tinsy Geeks, the pod, and it's going to have both of us on there if you ever want to see, follow us. Fun <laughs> time. But but time. And until then, Carolyn, I don't even know what the catchphrase is. You know what? We are Iron Man. We are (laughs) Groot.